Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Our time at five as we go to the bottom of the 11. Here's Aaron Boone. Nick's down three. Should the Bulls foul? No. Be careful trying to play it a second time. Can't do it. Here's We're back. Um, long break yet again. Um, you know, co-host. Real hard time trying to find one. Um, but big news today. Uh, I think I found a co-host. I think we're going to give him a, a nice little trial run. Uh, but honestly, met with him. Uh, he came all the way up to Providence. Uh, goes to Fairfield U. Um, came all the way up here to, to, just to talk to me. Um, and, uh, we sat down, we discussed, um, how he'd be a good fit. Uh, guy loves New York sports, loves all the teams I like. Obviously we would want some, uh, somebody else who covers the, the other sports rather than, uh, just like giants, Knicks, Rangers, Yanks, but, uh, we all, we like the same teams, but that's not going to stop us from talking about the others. Um, some, some trouble, I, I moved into my house. Um, I got my studio set up, but right outside my window, there is a house called dog house. And currently it's a Monday and they're outside blasting music at four o'clock. Um, is it necessary? No. Am I going to ruin their phone call the police? Maybe. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'll have to look back and see how much audio from what they're doing outside across the street is actually being picked up here. Um, but yeah, we got a new get, I got a new co-host, uh, which is huge. Um, what else we got? All right. Well, this episode is going to be all about every single New York sports team, Yanks, Rangers, Knicks, Giants. Did I miss anyone? All the other ones too. Jets, uh, Islanders, Islanders, huge, huge for New York. Uh, they're giving us what we deserve. Got to shout them out. Um, who was the Nets? No, really. We we can cover the Nets. New hire, controversial. I don't know. Um, but um, what else? Who? What other teams are there in New York? Oh, Mets too. Probably won't touch on the Mets that much. Uh, we'll cover like Yanks, Mets because they played recently. But uh, don't think it'll be uh, that much on the on the Mets. We'll definitely talk uh, the start of football. Uh, everyone's been waiting for it. Everyone's excited for it. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, football, football's back. I'm going to introduce a new co-host and, um, I actually can't wait for you guys to meet him. Cause I think it's going to be a great one. Uh, I think he's going to stick around for a while. Seems dedicated. Um, so, uh, without further ado, we're going to, we're going to hop in. We're going to, I'm going to introduce you to our uh, co-host. He'll, he'll say something about himself and we'll hop right into the topics today. Thank you so much for sticking around. Listen to me. No, it's no, it's pretty hard, but uh, we're back. We are definitely back once a week, and you can you got my word on that. I think, I think, not sure yet, but I think once a week from now on. 
I think. All right. All right. Here's the episode. All right. Here we are. Uh, like I said, uh, we do have a, uh, a new co-host. Uh, how about you uh, introduce yourself to all, to all of New York? What's going on, guys? Uh, this is Brandon Coxum, and I am a New York sports fan through and through. I'm willing to give you guys, you know, my uh, opinion on, on what's going on. All right. So, obviously, we needed a co-host because can't do this all by myself. It's podcasting team game, obviously. Um, but we're going to lead off with the, uh, with the New York Yankees. Um, they are doing horrible, and um, I think they've lost – I think 13 since they've uh, swept the Sox back in August. And um, I mean, obviously not great injuries, judge coming back, getting hurt again, not great. Stanton still giant proving to be a giant waste of money. Um, Glaber still out. Glaber still out. Um, I mean, pitching not there at all. Bullpen, which used to be a staple is not there. Uh, Brandon, what do you think about like, whatever the hell is happening right now. Cause it's, it seems to be a dumpster fire. I mean, first of all, the starting rotation looks like absolute shit. We're already having to use Debbie Garcia, who I didn't expect to see for another year and a half, even though it was a, the bright spot out of everything. It, it's still not ideal at all. Paxton just starting to get back and uh, he looked good. His second and third start and then ripped right on the IL. And it, it's just, it's honestly, it's unfortunate, but you know, Exactly. And that, that brings up a good point about all of these, uh, these like young guys, like Garcia, Schmidt, King. And it feels like, honestly, as much as everyone was like anticipating them to come up, uh, doesn't seem like it's a great thing to do right now because it feels like, I mean, Garcia had a great first start, I believe. And then second start, not so much. And then King, you're kind of just throwing King out there, whether it's in the bullpen or, if, if you're starting him a game and he's getting shelled a little bit and then they even brought up Clark Schmidt brought him in in a one run game. Like that's not the I'm bringing those guys up just to get a little bit of like familiarity with the big stage. The big issue is it's, it's Garrett Cole right now. <laughs> we pay him $300 million and what is he? He's dropped the last three games of the starts. Like, come on now. Like it's home runs. He's giving up home runs at the home run. And it's like, what can we do? We just got a new pitching coach. We got, we got rid of Larry Rothschild because he was the one that was effing everyone up. All their arms are all shit because of him. We got rid of him. We got the new guy. <laughs> it's still the same issues. Yeah, I mean, the results just flat out aren't there. Cole, I think I saw a tweet the other day that he's like, if this was a 162-game season, he would be on pace to give up 50 homers this year. Yeah. And that's just simply not a 300-plus million-dollar man. And, I mean, he hasn't been horrible all year. Like, he's had some good starts. But, like, the last start at the Orioles, like he was, I think he was, had a no hitter going through five mm -hmm. and the Yanks still had zero runs. And that's the Orioles too. Like, I mean, you can't be loot dropping games to the Orioles and expect to like postseason come around and be a good team. I'm, and right now postseason's in question, like big time. I mean, at the beginning of the year, everyone thought this team is like locked to go into the playoffs. I mean, first place guaranteed. For the first couple months. And now who knows? I mean, you you can't be dropping games. You can't be dropping four of three to the Orioles in a four-game series, especially at Camden Yards when they like playing. Even with the Rays, Rays are stacked. We know this, but like at least split the series, like at the very least. 
I mean, right. That that's also a good topic to bring up because, like, there didn't seem to be like there was going to be like any rivalry going on this year. Short mm-hmm. short season, like not much competition. What it seemed like, everyone knew the Rays were good, but no one really likes the Rays. Like they're a Tampa Bay team. Everyone in Florida likes the Yankees. I don't know why. It just happens that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, the Rays are making a great great push to be our rival. Because I mean, the same model as the Yankees too. I mean, they have an amazing starting rotation. They're getting their bullpen arms aren't where the Yankees were as of last year, but uh, they're still a top-notch team, and they have a lot of sluggers too. G-Man yeah, out there. G-Man Cho, he absolutely destroys the Yankees. Um, they they have a great bullpen, and was that the last game in the series? Not second to last game in the series. Chapman got let yeah, known to be a wild guy. Throw yeah. one above someone's head. I mean, I didn't think it was personal, but I guess Chapman's they thought it was record. personal. He's on record of saying he has no control of that fastball. I mean, the guy's throwing a 105-mile-per-hour fastball in the rain. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Exactly. I mean, it just won't – there was no intention there. And then, I don't know, bench is clear at the end. Stupid. But, I mean, a little, a little light. A little light at the end of the tunnel for the Yanks. Maybe, okay. maybe light a fire under him, which it didn't, though, because, yeah. I mean – they dropped one to the Mets and then three to the Orioles. So, I mean, yeah. they got the they got the Blue Jays this up until Wednesday. They got three game series of the they're, Blue Jays they're starting right now. Jordan um, Gumby's giving us a start today. I mean, so. that guy's been so inconsistent. I mean, he's um, the first guy in the rotation. I mean, we have no one else to get. Like, we didn't make a move in to, for the trade deadline, which is kind of crazy. Cashman, what is he doing? We need arms. We need support. We need something. We need anything. I mean, there just needs to be some sort of push to get to like make it seem like they're trying because even on the field, it doesn't look, it looks like they've just kind of given up and they're accepted the fate of being injured, which is crazy. Voight and and DJ. Voight's Voight's been slugging though. I mean, yeah, he's an MVP candidate. Yeah. (laughs) Just an absolute slugger. Uh, Everyone loves a big guy like Luke. I mean, and he's playing hurt too. Yeah, it's like this the going on story right now. He's playing with a hurt ankle, a sprained ankle. So I, I mean, mean I wish I wish some Yanks I wish some Yanks would know how to play with an injury. Uh exactly. Stanton especially because you know, you see him for four games, he hits two homers, he gives gives you a little a little fucking well, jerk, and then he just lets it go and her balls are blue as ever. Exactly. Um what else? Any more on the Yanks? I mean, they just stink uh, right now. I mean we can touch on Aaron Aaron Boone, like Oh, I mean, taking out guys at the wrong time consistently. If Paxson's giving you five innings of just heaters, no hits, maybe one error, you keep him in the game. You don't take him out for Chad Green and then have him give up five runs or an Audubino and have up giving up five runs. Like, I don't know. It's a little bit of mismanagement by uh, the head top, but uh, I don't know. For, for the fans that followed me way before I was New York Sports Deserve Better, my name before that was Fire Boone. And that was his first year. And I was, I mean, exact same situation, overmanaging, like trying to get to the bullpen too quick. If your starter's out there and he's dealing, let him ride that until he screws up. Exactly. Like, I don't care. Like, if you make that mistake, it's like, oh, I left him in a little too long. That's fine. You can't have the mistake of I took him out too early because that's just, that's, that's when people start picking apart what you are doing as a manager and obviously, like, I didn't like Boone at the start. Like, the, his track record of winning really, like, straight away from me hating him. But mm-hmm. now it's right back to where it was. 
Yeah, we had a good team. And now we see the test. I mean, last year he did a great job. So many injuries, like yes, people I coming know. in and out. Like you, good, good for him. But like right now, he's not doing well at all. Um, I mean, there's going to be no like call for his head. Like he's going to stay for a while. Everyone yep. kind of likes him. But um, yeah, we need to we need to figure it out in a sense. Yeah, exactly. We're going to come back. We're going to get Glaber in the next week, and we're going to get Paxton back. I mean, little by little, but we're running out of time. Exactly. Exactly. What are we, halfway through the season? Yeah, a little bit over. Oh, God. We have a slew of doubleheaders coming up because we missed a shit ton because of the Mets series that got canceled and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, all coronavirus and shit. Um, All right, moving on to the next topic. Uh, Giants season opener this Monday. Um, Yeah, huge pickup uh, getting Logan Ryan. Absolutely massive. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what's his name from uh, Carolina that we just picked up? Bradbury. Yeah. Yeah. So I like the secondary. We have Jordan. We have love out there. We have peppers. I mean, I think they're going to be, I think they'll be the real deal. I think last year, last year was bad. Their secondary was, was one of the worst I've ever seen. I mean, they were getting, they were getting torn apart by the Eagles who had pretty much like third, fourth string practice guy, wide receivers out there. Mm -hmm. But I think they did do a very good job, not a very good job, but a, a decent to good job adding to the secondary logan ryan is being a huge part of that a week ago maybe this week yeah even um, bringing tyler fackrell and blake martinez they're good speed edge rushers like mm-hmm. I, I like the direction of where they're going a couple young guys maybe overpaid for a couple of those people but still I mean, like the direction they're going. They, they're just looking for additions at this point i mean their defense was probably one of the worst last year um offense offensively wise i mean we're always going to be we, yeah. we still have the weapons. It's like mm-hmm. if they can play out there on the field, I think we'll be fine. Like Gettleman is in the right direction. No, I won't lie. And a lot of people do not like Gettleman. Um, I think he he's done he, a fine he job. He really well. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as we saw the last two years for free agency, it has not panned out. Yes, but these are all guys that like create an infrastructure for the team. Like we're still young and we're going in a certain direction, and I like it. And also. He, the huge addition of Joe Judge. I mean, yeah, from course. everything everything that I've seen so far through training camp, the guy's an absolute genius, and I would I would die for the guy. I exactly. Mean, at first, when you're hearing you're hearing reports of of uh, him making people run laps after practice, yeah. like love that old school guy. And then the and then the tennis balls taped to the hand so that they teach the secondary not to hold. Mm-hmm. That was genius. And then it comes out a video comes out of him diving in mud, doing what the players yeah, are doing. I mean, these guys seem to love him. I don't know. Maybe it goes two, three weeks in their own three and they start to hate him. They turn on him. But as of right now, he's done a great job. Uh, I'm very excited for this week one. Uh, I think the key is going to be the Steelers defense going up against a shaky and unproven uh, def- uh, offensive line for the giants. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it could fare, uh, could fare well, also could end up horribly. I mean, hey, it's, it's Roethlisberger coming back off of a, a whole year injury. I mean, how, how much damage can they honestly do? That's what I'm thinking. I think that's I think that's a good point, and that's why I'm also taking the under in this game for everything I got. It's like forty. Yeah. It's like it's forty-seven and a half. And if the Steelers' defense does what they do, do what they do, and just like they're they're probably top five defense last year, maybe top three. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they if they shut down the Giants, which, I mean, the Giants are very keen to not scoring 20 points. 
and they've been proven that. But I think new, who knows what the new coaching setup is and Garrett at offensive coordinator maybe comes up with a different, mm-hmm. different strategy situations to get Saquon or Daniel Jones a run. Um, I mean, you never know. It's week one, new coach. Uh, obviously hoping for the best. We definitely want to win. Also horrible because it's on Monday night. And mm-hmm. I gotta wait. I gotta wait an extra day to see the Giants. Um, but it's I all mean, on DJ. DJ. DJ second year. I think we're gonna, we're gonna see huge production from him this year. I mean, obviously we got little glimpses here and there against like Tampa Bay last year. If you remember him running through the defense, grabbing two touchdowns on the ground. Like I want to see that burst from him this year and take it to the next level. Which I know we we all know he can. So he definitely he's pre, he he definitely proved last year that he has good good play. I mean, and he also proved that he had a hard time holding on to the football. And I think that that's an easy situation to fix. Yeah, you can clean that up easily. And I'm you glad clean that up. That's already addressing the situation. You can't teach a pretty ball, and he's got a pretty ball. He does. Um, wheels, too. He's got wheels, <laughs> too. I, 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 think, I, think, I think I want to see more of a read option with him and Saquon. I think that would be electric because you don't know who's getting the ball. And if they go bite on Saquon, DJ's got the speed to go to the outside and get a good chunk of yards, 10, 15 yards. I think that'll be a good thing to look out for. I'm not sure if Jason Garrett's going to do that. I think he did that in Dallas with Dak and Zeke. Yeah, yeah they had a top 10 offense. Mm-hmm. Namari and Zeke and all those guys. I mean, I mean, I, I cannot wait. Him, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Jets, I mean, we can touch on this for a good maybe two, three minutes. I don't even know anything, but I know they're playing Buffalo. I mean, yeah, they'll probably get wiped. I mean, that team is looking really dangerous. Buffalo looks dangerous with Stephon Diggs. Also, Buffalo, New York team. We can talk about both of them. Um, Everyone always kind of forgets Buffalo. But we have, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he says he's going to break out. He's going to prove the haters wrong, just like he says every year. Uh, The big thing about the Jets is the whole Adams train. And I think they got a solid return on it. A bunch of picks. I mean, for a guy that doesn't want to be there, like you might as well ship him. Then we got a great haul for it. So, exactly. I think the Adam trade is kind of the same as the letting Landon Collins go. Obviously, we got nothing in return, mm-hmm. and obviously Landon's not as good as Jamal Adams. But the safety is not going to be the guy that's going to going to be changing the game. Yeah, it's all Donald. Like, yeah, there ha- there hasn't been there hasn't been a safety in a long time that's ever like really changed the game besides like Ed Reed, and he yeah. barely could change a game. Like, I think it's all up to Sam Darnold. See how he progresses his third year now. And, stay healthy. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy, and then I mean their defense is always like somewhat good. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they have uh, C.J. Mosley and they have Avery Williamson coming back from injury. The defense. They'll be fine. It's just going to be all on Le'Veon and Sam Darnold. Exactly. And then Buffalo, they got um, they got Stefan Diggs this offseason. That's a huge pickup for them. Huge pickup. On top of Josh Brown, who's fast as hell, mm-hmm. and they Josh Allen, Cole who's a sneaky – who, Josh Brown? No, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. I have no he's idea. Scared. I'm just glad he's out of Dallas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas is awful. Yeah, I'm about eight and eight, you know. We know how that goes. I mean, uh, I think uh, Mike McCarthy, but irrelevant. Yeah, oh, Mike yeah. McCarthy is a is not a great hire. I mean, just like a proven eh, yes man guy. Yep. Um, what else we got? Oh, Nick's misery, just miserable. 
I don't know how you can tank for so long and just not get the number one overall pick. It is honestly, it's crazy. It's like one of the wildest things. It's like there's this aura around them that just, I have no idea what it is, but they just are misery. I mean, I just, I I was, I was watching the, watching the lottery in my house. Didn't even really know it was was on. It was, we had some people over definitely less than 15 for if anyone is listening and um, it's just on the TV and I looked up, and I was like, oh, the 10th pick, like, we're, we're going to wait for a commercial because that's when the pick's going to be. And then they pulled the card out at eight, and I just dropped down and just kind of thought, like, is this all worth it? Is it worth being a Knicks fan for this long? And I think it is because I think the moment they start to get good, I think New York is going to be so electric, you're, you'll be able to feel it. I think – I mean – this year, the eighth pick, they might as well trade the damn pick because there's no one at eight. Exactly. Anyone past five is not going to help a team immediately. And yep. if they can trade that pick and get someone that can help immediately, I mean, that's going to be perfect. Like, I don't want another Frank Nielakina pick. Like, it's just not yeah, – those picks never work out. Could have been Donovan Mitchell. Could have been Jamal Murray. But, hey, neither here nor there. That's just the front of us. <laughs> I mean, Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray – I mean, the amount of people that the Knicks have missed out on. We could have had, we could have had you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, how do we not offer KD the max? But it is. <laughs> it's just wild. It makes no sense at all. I'm glad we got Leon Rose. Um, I mean, hopefully that brings a certain culture back, like somewhat. But, I mean, the culture is going to stick no matter what with that buffoon at the head. Exactly. I mean, he's doing everything he can to make the team not as great. And probably not even his fault. He probably doesn't even know he's doing it. He's just so fucking not aware of how he acts and how he, like, what he says. Like, as long as he's in money, he's like, I'm all set. I mean, and good for that guy. They're going to sell out no matter what, and that's and he knows this. Yeah, and he's like, good for that guy. Fucking, I mean, money's coming in no matter what. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got his priorities straight. It's all money. Mm-hmm. And he makes it clear, obviously. Um. Yep. Uh, do you even know anyone that the Knicks could get with the eighth pick this year? I mean, I haven't been paying attention to anyone. I was in the, really high uh, on Cole Anthony just because his dad played here. And, do, you, you know, do you think he drops though? Yes. Yeah, a thousand percent. A thousand. I think that's like who we're going to get. And you can mark my words here. That is my hot take of the time right now. We'll lock it in. All right. Well, so we, now, now we got Cole Anthony. Um, they do need a point guard too. Yeah, exactly. So it does make sense. It does make sense to get Clint. He wants to play here too. He's been on record as saying he wants to play in New York. So, I mean, who? It, it, I, it always brings the question in my head when people are like, "Oh, I want to play in New York." Like, who doesn't want to play in New York? And also, <laughs> why aren't people deciding to play in New York? And that's the question I want to ask people that choose to go elsewhere. Like KD, like obviously he went to Brooklyn. Like that's New York in a sense. And we can talk about the Nets next, but. Um, like Kyrie going to Brooklyn, LeBron, mm-hmm. and it came out recently that LeBron was first pick at his decision was the Knicks, and then he had a horrible meeting and then went to Miami. Which exactly, is, the front office. It always yeah. comes back to the front office. Always it always comes back to that. Head. And it's like, if you have the greatest player of all time in your room, you do whatever it takes to get him to go to New York, especially if it's his number one pick. If he goes into the meeting saying this is my number one pick, how do you lose that? Can't lose that. So, like, this last offseason, I, I can't stress this enough. It, like, it pains my soul 
how do you not offer the second best player in the world the max? <laughs> like, it is it makes no sense. And it's like all like the injury. It's like no one gives a shit about the injury. He's still the best, one yeah. of the best players in the world, if not the best at the time. Probably the yeah, best yes. scorer of all time. Um, yeah. And it just makes no sense. And, I mean, then you sign Julius Randle, who's just an absolute idiot. Yeah, and he just runs around, with his head, <laughs> runs around with his head cut off, just taking offensive charges, and it makes no sense. I just don't get uh, it. What was it? Six to seven power forwards, Marquis Morris, Taj Gibson. Ooh, Jesus Christ. I mean, thank God they're all like one, two year deals, but I think that, they also have mm-hmm. options on them. Mm-hmm. That was the smartest thing they could have done because they shipped out a couple of people for a couple of picks. I mean, we'll see. Uh, the Nets, speaking of the Nets, just hired Steve Nash. Um, I have no idea what to think of this at all. I hate the pick. You hate guys, it? Like, yeah, I hate the pick. I mean, first of all, He's not going to be really running the team. We know who running, who's going to run the team. It's going to be KD. Mm-hmm. KD is going to go. He's just going to be the puppet that's going to be put out there in the face when they start losing. If they do, and he's going to be the scapegoat. That's all it is. He'll be there for the year, and they'll get someone new. You know. I mean, someone brought up a good point. It's like it doesn't matter who they hire. If those two are on the team, you're going to be a playoff team, and the coach isn't really going to have to do anything. But that I did see that I think it was either K. I think. Steve Nash did work in the Warriors front office, and I think that him and Katie do have a good relationship. And I mm-hmm. think he's kind of mentored Kyrie a little bit throughout his career. So I think I think they just hired him based on the relationship with their two best players. I mean, there's nothing more to it. Obviously, probably a brilliant mind when it comes to basketball because you can't be one of the best yeah. point guards in the NBA without having a mind for the game and having an IQ. But I don't know if that translates to coaching because it hasn't for Jason Kidd yeah, and Derek Fisher. That corner sack, like all these yeah. guys, all busts. But I mean, I don't know how you can't give at least a shot at Mark Jackson or Tyron Lue. These guys are proven. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just I don't know. I think I think what's crazy is that Mark Jackson keeps getting let out of jobs, and it's like he pretty much built that entire built Warriors that team whole organization. And then just handed it off to Steve Kerr, and he get all, he gets all the praise. And that's I mean, that's what it feels like it's going to happen with like Steve Nash. It's like he gets handed the job, and then boom, that's win two, three championships. Now Steve Nash is up there as one of the best coaches in the NBA, or one of the best coaches of all time, depending on how they do. And it's crazy. Um, I mean, that I when I saw Steve Nash, I was like, I didn't even know he was a candidate for a job. I, did, I thought he was just kind was of so like out of left field. Yeah, makes no sense. Um, we can talk hockey for like two seconds. I mean, I don't even, I don't, I don't know much about hockey. I'm not a big fan. I just know the Rangers got the number one pick again. This is again. They got Capo Caco. Well, they got they got they had two they had two last year. Yeah, and then now they got one, and I guess there's a stud and like only good guy in the draft. Only one good guy here. Yeah, that's all on Twitter and stuff like that. I mean, if they fuck this up. I mean, I don't think they can fuck it up. I mean, Dave, yeah. James Dolan does run that team too. So um, I just don't get why, like, like if James Dolan runs both teams, like why the Rangers get that luck and the Knicks get the eighth. I don't know. Sometimes I want to just prioritize the Knicks over the Rangers in a sense. Just because, mm-hmm. I mean, I would kill for the Rangers to get eight and Knicks to get one this year. I don't even, like. They just have one in 11. So. <laughs> 
I mean, it's crazy how much luck they've had in the lottery the past Imagine years. Imagine that for the Knicks. I would kill for that for the Knicks. Exactly. Um, I mean, that's all I have on the Rangers. I mean, I don't know much. I don't even know the, who the guy is who's good. Um, well, for the Islanders are tonight versus Tampa Bay. I mean, that's huge for, for New York. For a six seed, they're playing amazing. Lights out. So. I mean, I don't, I don't, I've watched a little bit of it. Um, I know that Barzell kid is a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much all I know. Who's like a stud on that team? I mean, yeah. my my roommate's huge Islanders fans, but I mean, not really a hockey guy. Um, but Islanders Eastern Conference Finals against the Lightning, heavy favorites. Uh, the Lightning, right? Aren't they the one seed or yeah. two seed? Yeah, yeah, they're the two. Yeah. So I think I mean, New York seems to be always the underdog. And hopefully the Islanders get it going. Game one, I mean, make hammered a statement. Him, hammered them tonight at plus one thirty. So uh, <laughs> you got it now. Let's see if that works well. Um, hockey. Um, I think I think we've um, yeah, we've, I think we've covered everything. Tough. Yeah. All right. Very much. And, um, thank you for joining. Um, everyone, get used to them. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a hell of a ride. I hope. Um, it's back on Sunday, boys. Let's go. Yeah, we go. Let's we go. go football on Sunday. Um, let's see. We'll record. Um, I would say we record Sunday night, but the Giants don't play, so there's no point for us to record. Yep. So we'll go Monday. Maybe Tuesday. Monday, Monday maybe night, Tuesday. Is- and then yeah, we'll drop drop next episode on Tuesday. And uh, yep. yeah, once a week, everyone, stay tuned. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, this uh, this podcast was uh, actually recorded uh, the day of September 7th, so we didn't get all the uh, the games in. It's going to drop tomorrow, uh, which is September 8th. I think it's a Tuesday. Um, while after we recorded, uh, the Yanks actually had a 6-2 to two lead, and we talked about this before we even knew the game happened. Um, I mean, just an absolute debacle. Uh, I mean, you can't be blown leads, especially to it. And someone you're trailing in the in the division. Uh, I mean, and we were up six two. They take out they take out Montgomery Holder, throws up a zero, and then the Chad Green out of Vino, which me and Brandon both mentioned, saying they can't come in and give up five runs. They gave up nine runs. Um, I mean, just horrible. Voight continues to just absolutely mash, and. Um, I mean, just pain right now. Um, we deserve better. It's uh, it's going to be tough um, if we don't make the playoffs this year. Uh, I don't even know what to say. But we also um, got a live reaction from an Islanders fan uh, after their absolute washout. Uh, they lost 8-2. Um, I mean, piss poor night for New York. Uh, we all deserve better. And it's hard even saying this right now. So... I guess I think you guys can even hear my voice. Uh, it's not a great time, uh, but we're here for you guys. Uh, as always, you guys deserve better. All right, so um, we're going to go live reaction here. Um, Islanders, uh, team of destiny, team of New York, this playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I mean, just not a good start to the, to the, to the conference finals. Um, I mean, letting New York down a little bit, but you know, they're in the playoffs. Rangers aren't, um, 
We're here with uh, an Islanders fan through and through. Uh, he's going to give some thoughts on the game. Uh, not much of a game, uh, just kind of a toss around. So uh, we're gonna, I'm going to hand it over to him. He's going to talk about what they could have done better, what looked good for them, if anything looked good. And, uh, yeah, so that's what's going to happen right here. Thanks for having me, Dan. Uh, like you mentioned, it's a tough day to be a New York Islanders fan. We got absolutely rocked 8-2. We knew we were in trouble in the beginning. I know uh, Braden Point was skiing right past all of our defenders all night. It was just a, it was a tough to watch game. And then Hedman was just controlling the ice like the best player on the planet. You know, it's going to be tough for us to bounce back from this. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay just looked like an unbelievable team. Every pass was on the tape. Islanders looked like they didn't know how to play hockey. They were skating around with their heads cut off, you know, but if we have any chance at winning this series, it's going to be the miracle on ice type type situation. You know, we're just up against the wall. These, this team is, is the real deal. I mean, it's just, it's a shame because I mean, a lot of people had, a lot of people had hope in this Islanders team. And I mean, going out, they gave up a goal in the first minute and 15 seconds. Uh, not a good start, but then they bounce back. Um, and that's usually what these, this Islanders team has done this playoff. They bounce back. Um, obviously, they didn't bounce back in this game considering they then let up four unanswered goals. Um, but I think something to look out for is, that, is the fact that this team is a team to bounce back. So uh, what are you looking forward to in game two so that they can bounce back in the series and take that next one? Listen, it didn't help. Like, I'm not making any excuses here for the Islanders, but the game was called really tight. So there were some, some penalties that probably wouldn't have been called in other games, which really doesn't help the Islanders game at all. We kind of like to get under people's skin, whereas Tampa Bay on the power play is deadly. They have weapons all over the place. So maybe going forward in game two, we have to tighten up our game a little bit, stop turning the puck over too much. And, you know, we got to bury the chances when we can. Brock Nelson had three great opportunities in the first two periods, one on a breakaway on a shorthanded uh, situation. And he decided to go short side. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. He didn't make any move on the goal. We really needed some momentum to be picked up in the second. And uh, we just kept missing these great opportunities. So, Maybe it would have been a different game had we scored, possibly. But, you know, uh, we definitely had just have to pick it up all rounds in the for game two. I mean, just good stuff from, from – from, uh, we're not going to leak his name, just an Islanders fan. Um, uh, I mean, he was right. The game was called tight for the first period that I watched. Uh, ref needs to loosen up, loosen up his butthole a little bit. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the fact that they can't score shorthanded on a wide open breakaway, I mean, you got to pull something out, left, right stick, sh right, left stick shot. I mean, it's classic NHL video game move. That's right. I mean, I don't get why NHL players can't do it. I mean, video games are much harder than actually playing the sport. But, uh, I mean, hopefully they can bounce back game two, tie the this, tie this series up 1-1. I mean, who knows what can happen? Not over to the fat lady sings. So... That's it for the podcast. Um, thank you guys for coming out. Thank you guys for listening. Whether you're listening during your Zoom class, during work, doesn't matter. I'm here for you. We're here for you. Go New York. New York sports deserve better.